Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. Um, I am here today with Angelica, and we're going to talk all about a day in the life of her nutrition business. So let me tell you a little bit about Angelica. So Angelica Ival is a certified holistic nutrition consultant and hormone coach. For years, she struggled with her own hormonal problems, making her dread her period every month. And after becoming certified in holistic nutrition and learning how to take a holistic approach to PMS, she was able to completely change her health. After her own experience, she decided she wanted to help other women learn to naturally support their hormones so they didn't have to suffer with PMS, mood swings, and period pain every single month. Welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. And um, these are my favorite episodes, FYI, doing Day in the Life of a Nutritionist. Um, I think that they're just such a good opportunity for people to learn about, you know, other nutritionists, what they're doing, their own story of starting their business. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this conversation. So to kind of lay the foundation so everyone can get to know you, um, can you let us know a little bit about like, how did you get started um, in nutrition to begin with? Like what, what brought you to nutrition? Yeah, for sure. So back when I was 18 and trying to decide what to do with my life, I went to university for a year for computer science. I went to the U of M in Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. And during my time there, I really got interested in health and wellness. I remember any time that I saw like a flyer at the gym there um, where there was a dietitian or nutritionist giving a talk, I would always go. And at the time I dabbled in plant-based eating. So that kind of opened up the world of holistic wellness because back in 2016, a lot of YouTubers and stuff and bloggers were becoming plant-based and kind of talking a lot about that like holistic side of nutrition. So that's kind of what opened up my eyes that that even existed. Mm -hmm. Um, All through my childhood and teenage years, I struggled with IBS Mm -hmm. and I was never really told by doctors that changing my diet could make a difference. And it was during that year in university when I started working on my health and wellness that my IBS symptoms really um, changed like for the positive. So I was really introduced to the like healing power of food and how you could change your health through your diet. That makes a lot of sense. And did you also experience a lot, like when did kind of like the the period pain and the PMS and more of those symptoms pop up for you? Was that kind of like happening at the same time or was it like later in life um, that this started to come up for you? Yeah. So I think since I started having a period, I had PMS symptoms and painful periods. And like the difference between PMS and IBS was I knew the IBS was a problem, but I believed 
that my PMS and cramps were normal. And that was just like my life. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I actually went to school for nutrition that I started learning about the root causes of PMS and period pain and what you could do to um, help fix that. And so it wasn't until I was going through school that I started specifically changing my diet and lifestyle for my hormones. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And I guess also when you're just like feeling so bad, you know, for so many years, you don't really know like what, what is it that's bad? Is it the digestion? Is it the hormones? Is it, you know, anxiety, like really trying to pinpoint what it is. So I'm sure once you kind of like cleared up some of the IBS, like it kind of opened up space for you to recognize, oh, there's other things going on than just like the bloating or the stomach aches or whatever your symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Like my healing journey has definitely been a journey. And I feel like when one thing gets kind of fixed or starts getting better, that's when, you know, you're like, oh, I can work on this next thing. It's like, there's always something. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So what year did you graduate and where did you go to school for nutrition? So I did distance learning through the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Um, So I started in the summer of 2017, the late summer. Um, and I was supposed to finish within two years, but then I ended up getting a one-year extension, um, mm-hmm. just cause I moved a bunch and life gets in the way when you're doing distance learning. And then I also got the three month COVID extension. So mm-hmm. I ended up finishing February of 2021. Oh, okay. So like right in the thick of the pandemic. Yeah. And how are you feeling at that time? Like, were you feeling like hopeful to start an online business? Like, I guess I have a couple questions. Like, did you even know you wanted to start an online business or did that feel like the only option at the time because of um, COVID? Yeah, pretty much. So when I was originally going to school and finishing up, I had planned on working for somebody else and maybe starting a nutrition business like a few years down the road after I had experience with clients. Um, It definitely wasn't what I was planning on doing right away. Um, Before COVID, I was working part-time as a receptionist at a nutrition clinic and health food store. Um, and I was the only employee there. And then my boss, the owner was the one doing the nutrition consults and coaching. And I was hopeful that maybe if that business grew, I could one day possibly work there or do something like similar. I was just like, you know, I'm here, I'm gaining experience when I finish school, you know, at least I'll have something on my resume to hopefully get into something similar. Um, or, you know, maybe network here and, you know, find something similar in that way. Um, and then also during that time, I was getting what I thought was towards the end of finishing school, but then with the pandemic <laughs> and everything, it kind of, yes. um, moved back a bit, but so I was working, um, on increasing my Instagram presence and just, mm-hmm. you know, educating based on what I was learning and growing a following on there to hopefully market to when I was, done school or even just continued to share like educational content if I was working somewhere else. But then once COVID hit, I realized that I probably wasn't going to be getting a job and I was going to be working for myself. So at that point, were you pretty like happy that you had kind of like pre-started at least like the Instagram and the pieces? So you weren't like starting completely from scratch? Definitely. So I 
turned my Instagram more towards nutrition in the fall of 2019. Mm -hmm. And so now when I started my business was the fall of 2021. So that's two years. And honestly, like clients that I've gotten from Instagram were people who followed me, you know, within the first few months of that. So it, I feel like it takes a long time for people to get to know you and trust you on Instagram. So I'm really happy that I had that two years time to build those relationships and connections before starting my business. Yeah. Kind of like in it for the long game, right? Like yeah, just like yeah. launching your Instagram and getting a client right away, which I think would be great. Right. But situationally doesn't always happen. So it's nice to hear, you know, that kind of that compound interest of like starting something small and growing, 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 you know, does turn into clients at the end of the day or, or a business that is, um, has some momentum. So I am curious, like, did you start the Instagram or did you transition it to more biz or to more, sorry, nutrition when um, you knew what your niche was going to be? Or has that only been something like in the last little bit you've been leaning more into? Definitely not. Like when I started my Instagram, it was all over the place. Like I look back and I have posts on, you know, low stomach acid and an underactive stomach and then supplements for sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the no, things. <laughs> yeah. There's no niche there. Um, and then when I was getting ready to start my business, um, or actually, sorry, prior to that, I was going through a bit of what I would consider maybe like adrenal fatigue or um, something along the lines of that. And I was thinking maybe I would niche to that. And then when it got closer to time to start my business, I was thinking gut health and then um, really only pivoted completely to hormone health after starting my business. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you feel like it's been a good fit for you so far and being able to kind of keep you like focused on like what type of content to make and what type of clients you want to work with? Yeah, definitely. Like niching down has been so beneficial just because I feel like it gives me such a direction when it comes to creating content. And when I'm working with clients, I don't need to do hours of research for each individual client because I'm working on the same things with them. Um, and gut health is still a part of my practice because it's, you know, at the root of so many things. Um, but it's more of like a piece of the puzzle instead of, um, you know, what I'm marketing towards and the yeah. symptoms that my clients are experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. Like people can definitely relate to like, you know, well, the people that need that help PMS or, you know, maybe mood swings around your period or like insane cramps, like that can really speak to somebody where maybe the IBS symptoms are like something they're not really thinking of when it comes to their PMS or their period, but it's definitely something that plays a role. So, you know, just like you said, finding kind of like what really speaks to what they're going through in that moment, but still addressing those root cause problems makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. And um, just with my experience with IBS, that was one of the reasons I thought I would get into gut health, but it just hasn't been like a passion of mine. I am interested in gut health, but, um, the clients that I like to work with, I really like to work with women who, you know, felt like I did like, Oh, this isn't normal. Oh, I can fix this. Like it's, yeah. um, yeah, that's kind of what I prefer to do and what I get the most, um, like what fills up my cup the most. Yeah, 
That makes a lot of sense. So I know we had talked about the Instagram getting started early, but when you kind of um, finished, you know, the distance ed program became certified, we're ready to go. What were the steps that you took to start your business? Like in terms of, you know, creating a website, getting registered, picking a name, like maybe can you walk us through like how that actually looked for you at the beginning? Yeah, for sure. So I believe the first thing I did was register my business. I use the website owner, which you can register your business online if you live in Alberta, British Columbia, or Ontario. Um, I believe the company is owned by RBC. So they're a newer company, but um, yeah, so I decided to do it on there. Um, I believe somebody recommended it to me, but I don't completely remember. I might've just did a Google search and it came up. Yeah. Um, And then I signed up for liability insurance. Once I got set up with the alumni association, I also got a free practice better account and set up my forms um, and waivers and everything to send clients um, and set up scheduling as well. And then um, I didn't have a website right away. I used MailChimp to just create a free landing page at first. I'm actually working on my official website right now. So mm-hmm. I made it about a year in business without a website uh, before deciding that it was probably time to yeah. put some work into that. And um, I also got set up with that clean life for meal mm-hmm. planning and recipes. Um, I got the free trial of both that clean life and meal garden and really just preferred the look and the user usability of that clean life. Um, so I decided to go with that and yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's all I did at the very beginning. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And actually I remember looking at your MailChimp landing page a while ago and thinking like, wow, this was really like innovative to use it in a way that almost like is similar to a website and to use these programs because, you know, for some people starting out, they might not have the money to put together a website. They might not have the time and then they almost stall and don't start their business until they have the website. But I remember just thinking like, oh, that's so great. She just like used this landing page to kind of have all of her information there and it didn't stop you from putting yourself out there. So yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah. And that was kind of my train of thought, not necessarily the money aspect of things. Cause obviously when you start a business, there's things to invest in. And honestly, the website's probably one of the lowest costs. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was just about, I wanted to get something out there and honestly creating a landing page took like two days where it's yeah. like, now I'm building my website. It's taking a little longer. Um, I'm using Squarespace. So it's really, really user-friendly, but I just knew I didn't want to put a months of effort or weeks of effort into something um, when I knew probably my niche would change, probably my branding and um, things like that would change. And I didn't want to, you know, launch something and then in a year do like a rebrand type of thing. I just wanted to start small and um, implement different things as they were needed to grow. Yeah. Which I think is great. And I think that really goes to show like, um, an entrepreneurial kind of spirit right there because thing you have to test things out. They're going to change and not being like too attached to like making something so perfect, you know, in the first go, go around. So I'm, I'm curious, do you deal with like any perfectionism when it comes to like creating things in your business? Or do you find that you're pretty good at just like, okay, good is good enough. I'm going to move on to the next thing. 
Yeah. I think I decided before launching my business to kind of have that mindset where good is good enough. Like I spent a lot of time while I was in school listening to, you know, podcasts like yours and a lot of um, different people in the business world giving their advice. And so much of it was like, start before you're ready, put it out there. The best thing that you can do for yourself is gain experience and um, just think of it as an experiment, you know, what works, works, what doesn't, doesn't. And then you just pivot along the way. And I completely agree with that. And I also think that experience working with clients is so important and just, you know, not worrying so much about the back end things, but getting in front of people and talking to them and gaining experience working with clients. Um, I think it's the most important thing. Yeah. So I'd love to like pivot a little bit to that part of the puzzle is the client piece. So you had mentioned before your, some of your clients you've had um, come from Instagram and maybe they've been there a little bit longer. So do you find that like most of your time and attention goes to, you know, growing your Instagram and sharing content there and that's where you're getting your clients or are you getting them through word of mouth, through your landing page? Where, where do they seem to be coming from? Um, Currently it's um, a pretty pretty even between word of mouth or people that I knew. So like friends and family and then Instagram. So it's about half and half between those two. And then they don't really come from anywhere else at this point. And how do you work with these clients? Like maybe we can talk a little bit about, do you have a specific, like maybe more like signature program style that you take um, all of your clients through because, you know, it is for hormones and, and it is, you know, to help them with their period. So do you find that you have like a pretty like similar program you bring each person through or do you customize it for each um, new client or how does that look? So when I first started out, I offered a few different packages. I had three months, six months and 12 months, I believed, I believe. And then I would meet with clients weekly, give the meal plans. Um, we would have the initial consultation where they filled out the forms and then Um, we would go from there. So it wasn't really a signature program because I didn't have the same framework or methodology that I was going through with each client. Back then I was still doing both hormones and gut health. So it was kind of hard to um, do the exact same thing with each individual client. But throughout the past year, I've definitely changed that a bit. Um, Last January, I did try to launch a signature program or I did launch a signature program called back to balance. And that is when I completely niche down to hormone health. So it was a four month program and it taught the fundamentals of healthy hormones. And we dive deep into things like gut health, liver health, stress. Um, it was pretty in depth and I ran a few clients through that and, Originally, I was planning on launching it again, but then I decided it needed to be tweaked a bit. Um, I continued to niche down even more into also incorporating things like cycle syncing. So working with women, teaching them, you know, the different phases of their cycles. So it was a bit of kind of like a beta launch. Like I fully launched the program, but the clients that I took through it, I learned a lot from working with them and what worked for them and what needed to be included in the program versus what didn't. So since then, I've um, kind of put that on the back burner. And in the future, I plan to release a different program that kind of has some of the same aspects that that one did, but just 
better and more suited for clients. And right now I only have one 12 week coaching package. So I just have that. And I generally do the same things in it with clients. And I use some of the materials from that back to balance program, but also individualize it a lot. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. So it's nice to hear that you're like, again, using that testing mentality of like, okay, let's try it out, run a few clients. If it doesn't work, we'll try something different and so on. Um, did I see that you were also creating an online chorus or was were you more creating like a bank of content that you could share with clients? Yes, I am currently creating an online course. So this will be um, a kind of like do-it-yourself course. So it won't be working with me one-on-one. I just felt like Um, I wanted to work with clients on cycle syncing and I do in my one-to-one coaching, but I also wanted to offer something more accessible to people. So this is hopefully going to be a pretty low cost, um, service, um, or product. And yeah, it's going to go over things like how to track your cycle, how to change your lifestyle and diet during the different phases of your cycle. And, um, I think it's going to be really great for the people who go through it to learn about their hormones. Um, And yeah, it's just going to provide a lot of value and a lot of resources. And do you have any ideas for like launching that and getting that out there? Or is that like almost a future thing you haven't thought of yet? Um, Yeah. So part of what I've learned in this past year of business is generally the timeline that I think in my head is not the timeline that ends up happening. So (laughs) this um, course, it's called Cycle in Sync. So it's been slightly in the works for almost a year now. That's when I started thinking about it. I made some of the materials, but I then I ended up shifting my focus to the Back to Balance program. And now I'm shifting my focus back to this online course because what I'm hearing a lot from my audience is that, um, you know, right now with the cost of living going up so much, you know, it's just hard to invest whether you want to or not in your health. So I just really want to get that lower cost um, product out there for the people that it can benefit. So um, I was hoping around January, but it might be a little later. I've kind of let go of the timeline I had in my head and I'm just posting about it as I work on it to, you know, kind of keep it in the front of people's minds. Um, and then hopefully I'll get a wait list going once it gets closer to the, to being finished. And I really want to do a beta test with this one. And when I launch it, I want to kind of run it live Mm -hmm. and do weekly group calls with a small group so that I can get really in-depth feedback and then it will be available 
a month or two later to the public with all of the tweaks that I make. I love that. I think that's a great way to do it because then you're again, testing it out. I've said that a couple of times here, but you seem to be a master of that, of like really just seeing like, what do people want then taking the time and putting the effort into like, make it, you know, create the recordings and maybe make it evergreen, which means, well, actually I'm curious, do you, do you plan to have it available evergreen, which means like all of the time for people, or is this something that you'll only do like a little launch, you know, in January and then it's gone and then available again in like May. Um, what would yeah. you think of that? Um, right now I'm planning on making it evergreen and I'm also planning on um, when I do eventually have a signature program, mm-hmm. just including it as a bonus um, yeah. for people who do that. Just because I think with cycle syncing, um, I did think about doing it as maybe like a group program or something, but just because every woman's cycle is going to be different. I thought this was a good thing to have where you could do it at your own pace. So it's going to, you know, if someone goes through it, it'll probably take roughly about six weeks um, Mm -hmm. to go through everything. And yeah, I'm just planning on having it available all the time as of right now. Mm -hmm. And do you know if you're going to host that on something like Practice Better? I know that they have like an online chorus portal that I believe is like a little bit of a newer feature that they've added, or were you going to use something like Teachable or another platform? Have you kind of thought of like the structure that you'll go with? Yeah. So I've done a bit of research and that was one of those things that I felt like I was getting caught up in a little bit too Mm -hmm. much was what's the perfect hosting site. And in a way, I do think it's important to put a lot of thought into it because if you end up switching, then you have to re-upload all the content, which could be frustrating. But honestly, I save all my content, you know, on Google Drive and I don't think it would be a big deal to re-upload. So right now I dabbled mostly in Teachable and Thinkific. Um, I believe they both had free plans. So um, when I'm beta launching it, I'm planning on just doing it with the free version. Um, and then just when I was putting content into each individual site, like I just pretended like I was building yeah. it in each one. And I really liked the way Thinkific looked personally. Um, yeah. I thought I might prefer Teachable because I've done a couple courses like yours where yeah. it is in Teachable and I really like the way it looks. But for the way my content was set up, I thought Thinkific was a bit better. Yeah. I mean, I'm so far in to Teachable. I've had it for so long that it would be one of those like, okay, changing everything and having, you know, all of the like hundreds of students, you know, um, change to a different platform is a lot, right? But it's kind of nice early on to like, you've been doing dabbling in in both. And I agree. Like, I actually like the layout of Thinkific. I find that it's like organized really nice. Um, I think they can do like drop downs and things. So it looks a bit cleaner. Um, And then it's just finding, I think, what feels best to you or even what you think your clients would love best, right? If it's going to be like a lot of content in the course, like how can you make it looking as clean as possible? But again, this can be done years down the road. You can just run your first couple groups of people through that platform and then you can always change as you go. So I love that you're just like, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to test it. Um, In fact, that's what I did with Launch Your Nutrition Biz. It started as Um, well, it started as an online course called nutrition business building program. Um, and I used to run in-person workshops and then it turned into launch your nutrition business group program. And I did similar to what you're, you're saying, like testing it out with a group and then recording the content, which is now the online course, but I've had three different versions of the online course. So just to show you, you know, like 
the, the lifespan of it can change so much, but, you know, starting with the first version is really where you have to have to begin and then go from there. So I'm excited for you. It sounds like you're like on the right path. And I love the, you know, the headspace that you're in to get started. And I think that that really, when I look at, you know, someone who's a successful entrepreneur, it's like doing exactly what you're doing is, you know, testing things and seeing how it works and making, making changes. So yay. I'm, I'm just really excited for you. (laughs) Thank you. And yeah, it's always cool when I hear, um, certain podcast episodes of yours where you're interviewing someone and they're like one of your OG clients and they're talking about what they did with you back in the day and how much your business has changed too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, at this point I'm, even though I've switched from nutrition to business coaching, it's an eight-year-old business. Like so many things have changed and pivoted. And I think that's, you know, really staying open to that. Right. And, um, knowing that the one thing you've created now might not be the thing that lasts forever. Do you find that you struggle with like having almost tunnel vision on one thing or do you, are you more of the personality to like have a hundred ideas and then not knowing which one to focus on? Yeah, I definitely have a squirrel brain. So I'm like, oh, or shiny objects in room. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Things I could do. Um, Right now I've decided that I, for the foreseeable future, I will be focusing on this course, Cycle and Sync, and then developing a more thorough um, signature program and focus on those for a while. Um, For me, besides the struggling, you know, what idea do I focus on and getting so many different ideas? um, I've kind of just learned, you know, first of all, only focus on the ideas that are within your niche because we get so many different ideas. Um, And now I've just really thought um, and have been in the mindset of these are what are going to help my you know, future clients the most and are going to make my business run the most smoothly. And, you know, when business is running smoothly, you have the energy to help your clients better. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of like having the energy, I think it'd be great to even like end off with what does your work week look like? Do you find that you have a good you know, work-life balance? Are you able to kind of like set hours for yourself? Are you able to structure your week so that it's like actually supporting your lifestyle as well? Yeah. So within this year of business, I have moved three different times. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like I feel like life has constantly been changing since I started my business. I look back to when I launched it and it just feels like a lifetime ago. Um, And just those different factors have made it kind of hard to have like the perfect set out schedule um so right now we just moved into a new house and we purchased it so we'll be here for a while so now I'm really settling down and figuring out what works for me in terms of scheduling um I'm experimenting with time blocking. So just having like certain hours of the day where I focus on different things. I've noticed that mornings are when I'm better at doing things like writing emails um, for my email list or writing captions for social media. Um, I consider myself like a bad writer. Um, That might've been programmed into me, but (laughs) um, I definitely struggle with focusing on writing. So um, knowing what times work best for me in that way is helpful because then I can actually be focused when I'm doing it and not constantly be stressing because it's taking me three hours to write an email. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and also just knowing what I can manage. So I do have like a YouTube channel. Um, and then I have my Instagram and I have a Facebook business page, which is kind of just there for people that are on Facebook. It's not something I put a lot of effort in. And then I'm also currently working on building up my email list. So just knowing what I actually have the time and energy to do in terms of marketing and not just trying to do everything when it comes to social media and um, that type of thing. So yeah, right now I schedule out specific days of the week for clients. So right now that's Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturday mornings. And then um, I'm working on figuring out what works in terms of time blocking those other days of the week in terms of course creation, um, social media content creation, um, writing emails, possibly filming YouTube videos. That's kind of at the bottom end of my focus, but yeah, just figuring out what works. I also have ADHD, so that puts an extra, um, struggle in there when it comes to keeping a routine and scheduling things. Do you find anything that like actually helps? Like, are you able to kind of recognize like, okay, this helps you know, with the ADHD, if I can like, you know, plan out my week or if I can prep my meals or is there anything specific you can think of? Meal prep is definitely a big one because, um, obviously nourishing my body helps my brain to work better in terms of running my business. So I find if I have something pre-made for lunch and possibly breakfast, it's a little bit easier for me to make breakfast. I find lunch is often the forgotten meal or, there tends to only be two meals in a day instead Mm -hmm. of three. Um, Mm -hmm. So at least having one meal prepped. Um, I personally really like to cook. So generally I enjoy cooking dinner. So that's not really an issue. Um, Also just like accepting that I am who I am. I have times where I'm very hyper-focused. Like lately when I've been working on my website, you know, I'll do it for like five hours at a time Mm and it's just enjoyable for me. So leaning into the times where I am very focused and just accepting that oh, right now I feel like I could write all day. So I'll just like smash out a bunch of emails or right now I'm really interested in social media. So Mm -hmm. I'll like make ahead a few posts or pre-film some reels, um, Mm -hmm. things like that. Just kind of like leaning into how my brain works. Yeah, I love that because then it's like you're you're working with yourself and how you work best. So, you know, yeah, if there's a day where you're like, oh my gosh, I could just write all day, then write five different things. And it sets your future self up for success. I feel like I work like that too. I personally don't have a diagnosis of ADHD, but I'm pretty positive that I do have it. That's something I'm going to look a little bit further into. And I know some of the research that I've been doing is that hyper-focus on a task where everything almost melts away. And that happens to me a lot where I'll like, it will be, yeah, almost similar to you, like five hours on my website. And I'm like, where did the time go? But um, I love that idea of just like using that to your advantage, but then like really pre-planning things and and using those chunks of time to like, yeah, help yourself out when you're maybe not in the best space to be able to do those more consistent tasks. Because as we know, as business owners, it's like, you can't just write, you know, social media posts for a month or be on social media for a month and then off of it for 12 months and, you know, think that you're going to get clients. So it's like, how do you spread things out so that there's a little bit of consistency, whatever that looks like for you? Exactly. And that's something that I've definitely struggled with. So figuring that out, you know, doing like batch creating things without making it feel that it's not genuine, you know, it's all a balance. Yeah. And learning as you go. Well, the fact that you're only a couple years in, well, 
really like a year and a bit in at this point is incredible. The fact that you've been getting clients, you've niched down, you're working on an online chorus, working on your website. Um, Yeah. Like I'm amazed by how much you've been able to do. I think you've accomplished so much in the last year. And I know that, and not that, you know, anybody's timeline is right or wrong, but I know a lot of people who've graduated a year or two ago and are still wondering what they should name their business or how they should brand themselves. So I think this is just a great reminder that you're all going to have your own different timelines, but just like you've done Angelica, like, okay, let's just try it out. Like what's the worst thing that could happen is if I need to yeah, change my niche at the end of the day, at least you've already learned how to navigate the entrepreneurship and, and changes versus just kind of waiting and making everything perfect before you even start. So good yeah. for you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I feel like when you have a business, there's so much that you can only learn by doing. Like yes. you can't, you know, track your lead generation or how your marketing is working unless you do it, unless you put out that content or yeah. unless you um, yeah, work on those different things. Yeah. It's all theory, unless you're actually putting it into practice and and even knowing what you like doing, like, you know, Mm -hmm. for you, if you're like, Oh, I actually really like Instagram. Well, how do you even go more into that? If that's something you really love, where there's a lot of people who are like, I don't want to touch Instagram. I want to do the bare minimum. So how do you find that other piece that really lights you up? But again, you won't know unless you try. So yeah, very true. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for coming on. This was really great to hear more about your business. And like I said, I'm very in awe of everything you've been able to do. I hope you like realize how much you've accomplished over the last year. And um, I just know that like so much greatness is is out there for you and your business. And um, I'd love to even have you on in, in another year from now and see how much it's growing and maybe check in on the online chorus and, and see how things have progressed if you're up for that. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, it's definitely exciting for me when I see different businesses and where they get from one year to the next. So yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So can you share with everyone uh, where they can find you, where they can follow you on Instagram? Yeah. So my Instagram is just my name, Angelica Ival. If my website is up by the time this recording is out, um, it should be. So it'll just be angelicaival.com. And you can also find me on YouTube at Angelica Ival. Um, everything I just keep as my name because no one else has my name that I know of. So ah, it makes it amazing. easier. Easy to Perfect. find. <laughs> nice personal branding there. And yeah. if anybody wants to send clients your way, like if they're thinking, okay, I have some clients that need like hormonal health support, would you say that like you you're you could specifically help those clients that have the period problems, or would you kind of welcome any hormonal clients? Yes. So I do work primarily with women who have PMS and period pain and mood swings um, before their period. But um, I can work with clients with things like PCOS. Um, It really depends on what they're dealing with if I feel like I have the ability to help them. Um, But yeah, generally it's women with PMS, period cramps, wanting to come off of hormonal birth control, hormonal acne, and um, feeling depressed or anxious before their period. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great niche. And, you know, one that I think is like gaining more traction, but one that a lot of people don't feel confident helping others with. So if you're out there and you're getting clients that seem to have these issues, definitely send them Angelica's way. And I'm sure you'd be happy to get their referrals. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've gone to 
Um, I've gotten a few referrals. I know I said before that it's mostly word of mouth and Instagram. Um, but yeah, I think it's so important to have that referral network because you can't help everybody. Like I'm currently taking some continuing education on, um, hormone health and, you know, there's so much, um, that we don't learn about just in school. And I think that's another reason it's so important to niche because I wouldn't say that I could help someone with say diabetes to the best of my ability, but I know that that woman who's been struggling with her period for the past five years and is ready to get off of hormonal birth control and do things the natural route. I know that I can 100% help her with what she wants to accomplish. Yeah. And that feeling is the best when you have that confidence in your abilities. So yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy to hear that. Well, thanks again for coming and definitely we'll have you on again. We'll set something in the calendar to check in on you in a year and yeah, just a really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing today. Yeah. Thanks again for having me and anybody who's listening that's in school for nutrition or, um, is practicing as a nutritionist or nutrition consultant, feel free to send me a message. If you ever want to talk about things, I always love connecting with others in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I'll make sure to put any links in the show notes where people can connect with you. Awesome. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.